And it is time for the AEW Collision Review here on the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. Hi, I'm Mr. Warren Hayes and welcome. This is uh, the Sunday show that we do here, which is a review of the previous night's AEW Collision. Thank you all for being here. Apologies for being so late. Um, a lot of things happened today. Look, a little peek behind the curtain. This is what happened here. I don't want to take up too much of your time because, you know, maybe some of you have been waiting for this and I just want to get to it. But peek behind the curtain here. I adopted a shelter dog today. Uh, I went through the application process uh, over about two weeks ago and so on and so forth. And uh, and today was the big day. Drove out of town. It was a good uh, 90 minute drive to like a three hour drive to and fro. Let's put it that way. Uh, and uh, and uh, she is at home now. She is happy. And uh, you will all probably get a chance to be introduced to her on, a, on an episode of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, which we record every Tuesday night live at 7 p.m. Eastern. But, uh, so, yeah, so again, sorry for being late. Life got in the way. But the important thing is that we're here for this dynamite, which, you know, speaking of important, it was not. So, you know, it's a late, it's a late review. So I'm not going to extend this one. I'm not going to overextend this one, not just because it's coming in so late on Sunday, but also because this was really a throwaway collision. Like there's really nothing of real interest that happened and nothing that, you know, makes me excited, gets me angry, like whatever. I thought this was a very passable uh, collision. If you never watched this, that's fine. There was one very good match on it and that was about it. But so uh, let's get to it. Let's stop uh, beating around the bush. We, I think we're, uh, you know, I think we're done with the with the uh, preliminaries here. Let's just jump right in. October 14, 2023 from Toledo, Ohio, the Huntington Center. According to WrestleTix, attendance, tickets distributed, I should, I should say, 3,923 um, on the high end for AEW shows these days. Again, still not great, but... Um, a little, uh, uh, this one skews a little higher than what we usually see. Tony Schiavone in the play-by-play seat here, surprisingly. No, uh, Kevin Kelly was there. We had a three-man booth, but Tony was taken over this week. Uh, so that's, that's something interesting. That's something to keep your, that's something to keep your peepers peeped on. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it means, but, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, I do believe that Kevin Kelly has not been the favorite choice by, uh, AEW fans, I don't think his performances have been wowing anyone. Uh, is this indicative of something? Maybe it is indicative of something that they tossed Kevin Kelly off of a commentary when JR came in from the main event. I'm just saying. These are, I'm not even saying anything. I'm just observing here. You know, and 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 tying in with the, uh, with the idea that uh, a lot of AEW fans don't necessarily uh, like Kevin Kelly's uh, contributions. Keep an eye on that. Uh, now the show starts with one of these uh, each our own turn promo. Like this is the most WWE way to start off a show, where one guy comes in, then another guy interrupts, then the one guy comes in, a guy interrupts, then you have another guy who interrupts, and another guy, and so on and so forth. It's it's a carousel of promos, and this is really the most WWE way to do things and to start a show. Um, and um, there's more and more of these segments starting up, uh, starting up uh, these uh, our, our AEW programming, and it kind of bums me out. 
I, you know, I watch wrestling for wrestling, not for talk. Uh, and um, and as I typically say, as I usually say, there is generally, I gen, excuse me, I generally don't have a problem with uh, with a show starting off with a promo if there is an invaluable reason for the show to start off with this promo if like there is no way to get around it there's something that has to be addressed there's like this major angle or a major follow-up but here there really there's there was no justifiable reason for this to open the show there really wasn't um i don't know uh it starts with edge coming out calling out christian cage who comes out with security, which brings out Danielson, which brings out Ricky Starks and Big Bill, which then brings out FTR. There's a big schmoz at the end. I don't know. This this did nothing for me. Nothing. You know, Edge had his little off-the-cuff comments about Ricky Starks and his pants and uh, plagiarizing The Rock. That's not what he said. (laughs) I'm I'm uh, over-aggrandizing here. Um, The... uh, But, but, you know, he had his... And, I mean... Good for him because this is this is an environment that allows this kind of free form Im- improvisational banter as opposed to following the script bit per bit, you know. Um, so uh, I'm okay with this. Like this, does, none of this bothers me. Uh, I'm sure some people got really, really bothered. This I'm fine with. Uh, I think he was a little uncomfortable doing it. Doing it, he 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 stuttered. He flubbed over a little bit. Uh, probably just because he's not used to it. Um, and maybe he just needed to get out of his system. He doesn't have to do it again. That's also something that we don't need to do all the time either. Because uh, here's the thing: like Ed, Edge is a very good promo. Don't get me wrong, you know. But uh, there are people here who are pristine promo workers. AEW is the promo is the promo uh, promotion. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, if he's gonna go toe to toe with the guys with guys like Mox and Kingston, he can't flub like this. He can just like oop, oop, oop. try try to go off on his own, and then uh, it's like when George W. Bush would go off script, you know, back in the day when he was president. And then you get him saying "fool me once, shame on you; fool me twice, you know, uh, I won't get fooled again." You know, that's the kind of thing that happens when he when he veers off course. Um, we go to MJF. With a video package at the uh, Stand Up to Jewish Hate campaign that he had been working with. Um, and that's good. That's tremendous, right? Uh, got nothing. No uh, no bad thoughts about that. Um, I'll get to Juice in a minute, though. There's going to be... I'll, I'll connect this with, 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 with Juice stuff because, you know, there's things that I found odd slash interesting. Uh, then we had Samoa Joe defeating Willie Mack. Got the strong men going out of here. Some meat chants in the audience. Willie Mack lands an enziguri and a pescado. Samoa Joe plays the hits right into the senton. A stunner by Willie Mack and a muscle buster finishes it off for Samoa Joe. Fun little match. Like nothing that'll blow your mind, but this was good. Good, strong, fun, big dudes. Willie Mack. Willie Mack is always great. I always like Willie Mack. Samoa Joe's fantastic. Uh, Samoa Joe's going to be protected for a while here. I hope you all realize this. He's going to be protected for for a while because uh, I don't think that, you know, I if they don't have world title plans for him uh, in the medium future, 
They sure are talking a lot about it. Lexi Nair is with uh, CJ Perry backstage and uh, CJ Perry is basically, uh, she's she's given her, her sales pitch to anyone who will listen. Hey, so anyone who wants to be, um, you know, uh, anyone who's, who wants to be here to, to be guided and managed by me, you know, to get gold and make champions and make stars, that's me. And it really, really feels like these people who go on Twitter, you know, and, you know, who like, hey, I'm good at this, someone hire me kind of thing. You know, it's like, this, you know, like there's no real focus to it. It's all over the place. And you're like, why are you doing this on this platform is what I'm saying. Like, why are you doing this? on? And it sounded a little desperate. Action Andretti appears, says he could use the guidance. Okay. That leads us to a little later. Let's bump ahead a little bit. We'll just all connect these things. We have the Redeemer, Miro, who's there. He says he's coming after everything CJ gets into because she'll go deeper into greed or something and he has to protect her. And he's going to protect her by uh, destroying Action Andretti. He's got Action Andretti there. And he's... Like, Miro shoots his, uh, his promos in a much nicer studio environment than... Everyone else in AEW, but yet he was, and yet he dragged Action Andretti onto his very beautiful set. Um, we get another Denhausen video package, so that you know his debut's coming up. Why not on a Halloween edition? Um, Juice Robinson defeated Christopher Daniels. Just was this was just one big long heat segment by Juice leading in uh, leading up to the. Uh, to the uh, Christopher Daniels comeback and the win by Juice, who did not win using the quarters. And I thought that to be curious. I was like, look, okay, if, uh, you know, you all want my thoughts on the quarters, you listen to the Dynamite show, the Dynamite review uh, this past Thursday. I was also on Shake Them Ropes over on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network with Jeff Hawkins. We talked about that there again. Um if you want to know how I feel about it, but I want to zero in on this here. Uh, he, he being Juice, uh, didn't win with the quarters, and I thought this was going to be a good opportunity to show what the quarters, what this means, you know, when he hits someone and then the all the quarters fly around, which I've been saying since he started using it in New Japan. I, I, it's a spectacular visual. I think it's great. I think the timing of doing this angle specifically is awful, but... Maybe I think I'm not alone here in AEW who have sort of come to their sense and been like, hey, yeah, maybe this isn't great. Because for some reason, there was no sign of the quarters. No rolls of, of no $40 roll, roll of quarters anywhere to be found. However, they did bring in a a, 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 a cheap ass ring like uh, somewhere I can't I remember where I can't remember where he said he got it like JC Penny what the fuck but you know like a like like a department store you know bog average ring not as big as the dynamite dozen diamond ring and he proceeds to sh- demonstrate on Christopher Daniels that he can knock anyone out with that ring even if it's not the dynamite diamond diamond dozen ring so which leads me to believe have we abandoned the idea of the quarters and have instead decided to substitute it with another ring 
where Juice goes, hey, I just have another ring now. We both have rings and I can knock a, I can knock a guy out with it regardless. So I feel, this is how it feels to me. It feels like a pivot from the quarters, which was very poorly timed. And maybe, look, maybe MJF got to talking at, with uh, some folks at the, uh, at the Stand Up to Jewish Hate um, event. And, you know, maybe bounce the idea off a couple of people and they sort of said, hey, you know what? No, don't do this. I know what you're trying to do, but this is it's not great, Max, you know. So maybe this was just pulled. And this is what we're going to be doing now. And frankly, good. I mean, you can never take back the fact that they did it in the first place. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. But uh, you can always give kudos to switching things around if they do it now i'm i am completely reserving judgment on this until we see the results of the dynamite dozen battle royal on AEW dynamite this week but it does feel like this is the path we're going down it does feel like we're leaving this be and i'm okay with that i'm completely okay with that It feels like a <clears throat> it feels like a retcon, a mulligan, whatever you want to call it. No more quarters, just a, a just a, a a department store ring. Di uh, Dustin Rhodes has a pre-tape and he tells us he's going to win the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal in Texas where his career started. Lexi Nair is is, is with uh, Nick Wayne backstage and uh, she announces to him that he has a sit-down interview with JR and his mom next Wednesday. And he's like, he's not pleased, he's surprised and he's like, oh, okay, what the fuck? Kyle Fletcher then is in the ring. He defeated Boulder. Little enhancement match here. So, by the way, the commander... Um, Brian Cage match that was advertised for the show was pulled for some reason. Uh, Tony Khan on Twitter said that did, this was due to a late injury. So the match was postponed and was not going to happen. Um, and uh, Brian Cage actually quote tweeted that saying, sorry, everyone was looking forward to throwing Commander over Lake Michigan. So hopefully there's a lake nearby on the redo Thanks for the match, Tony. Looking forward to this one and more to come. So it would appear that Brian Cage got, what, suffered some sort of injury. Well, okay. We'll see how that goes. But, you know, I don't know how much of this, how much of the, because we did get two squashes on this show. And uh, I don't know if this is due to that match being pulled or not. But this was one of the two squashes here anyway. Kyle Fletcher. Uh, look, the Kyle Fletcher singles run is going to be a thing. Little enhancement fight here. And, you know, it's fine. But, yeah, it's really here. Even later in the evening, Fletcher has, you know, he has a he has a, a backstage promo. And he says, you know, okay, listen, all the best to my boy Mark. Get well soon. But in the meantime, I'm going to test myself against the best in the world. And he challenges Kenny Omega for Dynamite. Now, if you don't think that he's in line for some kind of pushy push that we're not... That we're not testing this guy out for the big spots. I don't know what to tell you. Um, 
you know, I will add my voice to a growing chorus of fans. Uh, albeit, I've added my voice a while ago, but I will continue to uh, to sing along with the choir here. Um, Kyle Fletcher has all the tools to be a top guy. All right, he's got everything that you're looking for: size, athleticism, charisma. He's got all the tools. Now, it's up to him to decide what he's going to do with those tools. If they are, if, you know, how much he's going to improve and so on and so forth. Or is he just going to stagnate? But um, this is what, yeah, this is, uh, this is what he, you know, this is what we're going to do here. We're going to try and legitimize Kyle Fletcher as a guy. And I'm okay with that, by the way. I really like Kyle Fletcher. Renee is backstage with the acclaimed. Um, I don't know, man. They, look, they do this bit about Max Max Caster being unable to speak normally with people, unable to have healthy relationships because of how he acts on Twitter with MJF. And uh, Bowens is saying Max is coming on too strong, so they brainstorm, they being all three of the acclaimed. And they're like, hey, let's try out this line on Renee. And they try out the line, and uh, Max says, Oh, so Renee, how about those oral sessions? Renee calls him an idiot and storms off. This is dumb. And then uh, Daddy Magic Matt Menar and Cool Hand Ange, Alo Parker, and uh, Daniel Garcia and Jake Hager pop in, and they say they want uh, they want a challenge for the pretty pink belts in Memphis, Tennessee. Okie dokie. AEW TBS title match. Chris Statlander defeated Sky Blue. So Sky Blue is copping an attitude since being misted. And you know what? It's improving her in-ring work. <laughs> I think she, I feel like the last couple of matches she's had, she hasn't been too scattered she hasn't been looking listless. Like she doesn't want to be there. Doesn't she I think she's I think this is she's been better. I like this match quite a bit, actually. Power moves by Statlander. They brawl on the floor. Stalling suplex follows by Statlander back in the ring. Satellite DDT by Blue. She reverses uh um she reverses a, a, a Statlander out of a top rope move into a power bomb, which was cool. Sky Blue then goes for a crossbody, is caught by Statlander, slams her down. Blue strings some offense together, but gets caught in the Saturday Night Fever for the win. So again, you know, I don't think anyone was expecting Sky Blue to win here, but Sky Blue, I think she's finding a little something here. Not, I am not uninterested in this. After the match, Chris Statlander is uh, offering a hand to help. Sky blew up, but she's like shoving it away. And then Willow Nightingale comes out and she's, you know, she doesn't seem very cheerful. And she's, you know, she blows uh, Chris Statlander off. It's like, uh, hit the bricks, lady. We don't need you here. She got missed it too, as commentary pointed out. So, we'll see what that entails. We'll see what that entails. Keith Lee, oh wait, we get a great vignette for La Faction Ingobernable that I'm excited for. Keith Lee defeats Turbo Floyd in a good old squash. 
What do you want from me? We talked about the Miro pre, uh, pre-tape, which leads us to the main event. Christian Cage defeating Brian Danielson. Look, this was very good. I like this a lot. I think I like it a little less than a lot of people out there. But I like this a lot. Christian is using his smarts throughout the match to avoid getting into a grapple match with Danielson. That's how that's how Christian is. He's a smart wrestler. Does a lot of stalling. He eventually does get caught in a bow and arrow and a surfboard. But he manages to work the injured arm of Brian Danielson. And he even hammerlocks the arm behind him and slams Danielson right on the apron in a, just a fantastic looking spot. Danielson avoids the kill switch, the yes kicks, lands some yes, yes kicks, I should say. He's not going to avoid his own kicks. But um, but Danielson does avoid a spear and lands a buzzsaw kick after that. Spear and kill switch. Kill switch. Why am I having such a hard time saying kill switch tonight? Spear and kill switch by Christian Cage. And Danielson kicks out of that. Busaiku knee follows. Christian Cage kicks out of that. Danielson follows up right into a label lock, but his, his right arm is fatigued. So he doesn't have it locked in. He doesn't have it cinched in perfectly. Big Bill shows up to allow Ricky Starks to run in while the ref is distracted, clocking Danielson across the head with one of the tag team titles. And that allows Christian Cage to retain. And after the match, the heels attack. FTR come out. Edge come out. They chase off all the heels. And that was Collision. No, but honestly, I really like... I, I like the main event tremendously. Look, Danielson is Danielson. That's who... Yeah, no, that's just who he is. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure Christian Cage was like, look, I cannot wrestle like Brian Danielson, like Zack Sabre Jr. So what we're going to do is a match that calls to my strengths... And that, uh, that you know, in my own psychology, which is, which all works. He's a smart man's wrestler. He picks his spots. He's careful. He's methodical. Surgeon-like, surgical, I guess is the is the word. Um, no, I thought it worked really, really. I just saw a lot of people like really going hard on it. I was like, no, it's very good. Don't get me wrong. You know, I just, you know, I, I, we've seen so many better matches this year. But look, it's a great way to cap off a very, very throwaway, forgettable edition of Collision. Just something that you can just like, you know, store away in the depths of your memory and never think about it again. That's it. That's fine. Nothing really, nothing really happened. Not, there was nothing going on. And there's really only one good match on the show. Like, really good. Is Look, let's put a pin on this one. Is, you know, is Tony starting to lose interest with Collision? Hopefully not. I don't think necessarily this is a trend, but, you know, it is what it is at this point. And this uh, this this collision review is what it is right now, and you know what it is? It's finished. Like I said, we're gonna do a short one tonight because I just want to get it out, and it just so happens that it's on a show where nothing really happens. So, good karma on my part. 
Thank you everyone for taking the time to listen. If you're listening on YouTube right now, consider giving a like or a subscription. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast application, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, five-star ratings on Spotify, help out a great deal. I will be back on Wednesday for the, uh, not Wednesday, Tuesday for the live recording of the Mr. Warren Hay Show. We're back to the regular schedule. <coughs> so if you can make it, that's great. Otherwise, everything will be on demand the next day on Wednesday per usual. Back on uh, Thursday for Dynamite. Back again in a week for uh, for Collision. Love you all. Thank you for being here. See you next time.